This is the Techpedition Podcast, episode 121, That Fat Boy. 21 Jump Street! <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh, uh, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Tech Edition Podcast. My name is Sergio. I'm the host. James. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Clarence. Hey, guys. Uh, this this is a video podcast. It worked last week. There's there's a video podcast live on the site. Congratulations, Clarence. Good job. Oh yeah, it was a miracle. Trust me. <laughs> Finally get, get the work out the wit that we tried like three or four times. Yeah, we tried a couple of times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this week we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we've been watching a lot of stuff. Um, and wow, we really filled out that news docket really quick because it was empty like five minutes ago. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> All right, James, jump into some Wolverine news. All right, so. All the major fans of the last Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine movie that came out. There's no choice. Those people don't exist. <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I wasn't expecting it to be spectacular. It was popcorn. Hey, it was fun. Anyway, uh, they're going to get a chance to redeem themselves with The Wolverine, a sequel to it that's coming out on the 26th of July with just uh, a director and Hugh Jackman. Attached to it at the moment. Of 2013, not this year. Yes. Okay. 2013. Sorry. 26th of July, 2013. Uh, and pretty much it will have uh, its actual story tagline is Wolverine travels to Japan to train with a samurai warrior. Now, I, I know that they pulled this from the comics, and this is something that happened. You know, it's like canon, but it it's really campy. Like, we're, we don't know what else to do with Wolverine. Let's send him to Japan. Well, it's, well, you should see the poster. It's, I mean, at first I was just like, is that a balloon that he's cutting through? Because, yeah, it's the red poster already? They have a teaser poster. It's a red, it's the Chinese, I mean, uh, excuse me, Japan, the Japanese yeah, red sun without the ray beams and the claws ripping through it. I mean, I think so, it'd be so. cool if they do it in the vein of, um, what is it, Last Samurai, Tom Cruise? I think it'd be okay. Something like that well, with mut- mutants in it. Well, I mean, pretty much be rest assured we'll see the Silver Samurai pop up, but... Yeah, clearly. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's... We got some. Uh, we got another really good Marvel movie about to come out that we're, you know, we're really looking forward to, so this one kind of sliding through the radar at the moment. But <laughs> I came across and was like, hey, let me get the, the word out to people so that way they can go ahead and start their boycotts because they will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of boycotts and movies, uh, this Michael Bay movie uh, will produced by Michael Bay, I guess, uh, yeah. Michael Bay's team, uh, the new mutant uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, may not be called Teenage Mutant. <laughs> then they're not uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we, we, okay. we, we, we briefly talked on the last week about uh, the whole premise of it changing from uh, to aliens, uh, but now Michael Bay has come out and said that they are officially going to drop Teenage Mutant from the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let me take the lead on this for a second. <laughs> Rant. <laughs> I have no problem with them dropping the name. If it's if they're just dropping the name, 
then fine. You know, it's easier to say Ninja Turtles. When I Google Ninja Turtles, I Google Ninja Turtles. I don't Google Teenage Mutant Ninja. It's too much, too many words. A, a news article came out today saying where, and it's really funny that Michael Bay even has to defend himself when talking about this movie. But basically, it just says um, Michael Bay says, "Calm down again. We're just removing the name because Paramount thinks that it it's just easier." It's simpler. It, it fits the market better. So he was all like, "There's still gonna be teenagers. You guys need to quit freaking out." It, it, just his reaction, and then the fans' reaction, and then his reaction again to all of this has been hilarious. It's so funny. I mean, you know, people come out and complaining that uh, Michael Bay is ruining their childhood. So, <laughs> well, he's already like, done it once. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like the Transformers. Transformers I'm sorry. Horrible. I mean, well, the I'm first one, the just, just the, the novelty of seeing the Transformers on the screen is what made the first one so great, in my opinion. But after that, it kind of just... I don't know. For the third one, story-wise, it was really well done. For the I intricacies in the story. I mean, I, the, the plot twist that they had, there was actual character development going on. It worked. I enjoyed the third one. The second one was pretty pretty ludicrous, just yeah. across the board. Well, but. Well, I enjoyed the second half of the first one. The 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 first half was pretty boring and slow and yeah. No, second half of the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, the, the the climax in the third one was great. Yeah, pretty awesome. But I I find it really funny that Michael Bay has gotten such a bad reputation with making old franchises that everyone's like, oh no. But but the good thing about it is you know that he'll make it a blockbuster. You can count on that. And that that I'm looking forward to. Like, well, see that's a. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm 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 willing to put money down that at some point a building blows up. <laughs> well, I mean that's one thing you can give Michael Bay. He's not going to give you these intellectually deep ass story. No, no. He you he he is a popcorn movie making man. So you know when you go watch something he's making, it's popcorn, which is what used to be drove movie prices. So I mean, sold movie tickets and stuff back in the day was popcorn. Think The Goonies, RoboCop, Predator, popcorn. <laughs> you know, I, popcorn. I, I, it's I'm just, summer. I'm, popcorn. It's not summer though. It's coming out Christmas. So I'm just hoping that and his his out. his. I'm just glad he's not directing it. You know, he's he's saying, "Here's some money. Go make a Ninja Turtle movie." I'm, I'm going to call it right now. We're going to see the little montage you see in all the Michael Bay films where they like pan the camera across everybody and they like raise up in slow motion. You're going to see it with the turtles. I'm uh-huh. telling you. I'm calling it. Haven't we seen that in all the other Ninja Turtles movies so far? Yeah. I mean, oh. that's, that's been like a staple of any. Uh, I don't know. Michael Bay just does it in a, diff- in a, movie. In a different way. It, just like go- he does it in like all the bad boy movies too. He just <laughs> has a little. He, 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 like this is really the only chance of there being a technodrome in a in a turtles movie. Oh, dude! Yeah, just think think of Michael Bay producing a technodrome coming out out from underneath New York City. I'm telling you right now, if, I, if anybody could do it, Michael Bay could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's across America will crap in their pants of technodromes in this movie. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> All right, let's let's move on, fellas. Uh, uh, well, I just want to jump back to Marvel real quick. Speaking of Marvel movies that come out in 2013, Iron Man 3. Yes. Uh, They're casting for Iron Man 3, but we're not going to talk about that. Let's move on. 
Uh, Whiskey Media. I don't know if you guys who know who Whiskey Media is, uh, no. but it was created uh, about five years ago, uh, and it housed one of like an up and coming um, video game website I call Giant Bomb. I almost I'm always talking about Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb, so you're probably familiar with it. And the, where Giant Bomb came from was Gerstman Gate. Clarence, uh, do you remember Gerstman Gate? I, I I don't remember at the time, but I've heard uh, so much about it. It's like I, I was there. So <laughs> Yeah, it was in uh, 2008. Jeff Gerstman got fired from GameSpot. Because of uh, a review that he, a game yeah. that he gave a bad review, right? That's that was the rumor. Like no, they no one really knew what you know why he had gotten fired because of non-disclosure agreements. But he got fired. All of his friends left with him. They went and created Giant Bomb. All right. It got rolled into Whiskey Media, and for five years they've been growing, been huge. Probably they have the most popular video game podcast on the internet. Well, about a week or so ago, they announced that Giant Bomb and one of the other. Uh, websites, Comic Vine, have been bought by CBS Interactive. And do you know who CBS Interactive owns? GameSpot? That is correct, GameSpot. So, so that means Giant Bomb's about to go... No, no, they got bought knowing that you know all that other stuff went down, but they're, they, they're like, we like your website, we hate that we fired you before, Please, yeah. take, <laughs> this take, is weird. Take some of our money. Make your website better. We're sorry. And so, that whole team that left Gamespot is now back under the same umbrella, getting the same money in the same offices yeah. as they were five years ago. Yeah, I, I listened to the Giant Bombcast too, and it was just funny hearing them talk about uh, how they're going back to the same place, you know, and seeing a bunch of the same stuff they once saw. What is what, what, five years ago? Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. pretty strange, like talking about their passwords and stuff to get into different accounts and stuff were the same. And yeah. This is weird. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny Caravella's uh, extension is the same as it was when he was there before. So he had like voicemails from five years ago that were waiting on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you leave, we don't roll over your stuff. It waits for you. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll be back. And was was John a quick question? Was John Bomb uh, was it already an existing website in any capacity, or did they started from the ground up? Started from the ground up. Wow, that that's that's a testament. Of course, they were able to carry over a lot of the contacts and stuff they had from their previous job, which kind of helped them get off the ground. But I mean, five years—that's not bad. Which the internet time isn't that is a long time if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, but. The other half of Whiskey Media, like Tested.com, uh, Screen.com, got bought by Berman Braun, I think is who it is. And the significance behind that is they're working directly with the Mythbusters guys. Hmm. Like, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, they, they like renamed the website to something. Who are the two Mythbusters guys? What are their names? Uh, I cannot remember their names. Uh, Adam uh, and... Uh... Adam and Jamie. Yeah, Adam and Jamie. It's Now it's Adam and Jamie's... Tested.com. What? And so, yeah, so so the two dudes who were running that that site now work with those guys every day. It's just crazy how Whiskey Media just blew up and then broke apart, and now they're huge. It's yeah, awesome. it's, it's, it's I wonder how they're going to do it because uh, all the Giant Bone content content is on the. Uh, I don't know if they have their their own CMS system uh, for the content management, but I, if you go to their website, it says. Uh, 
whiskey media management, the whole database and all this stuff. So I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to fold that into the whole, uh, game spot, uh, thing, or is it going to remain totally separate? Uh, well, the site is going to remain separate. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to, you know, uh, migrate the servers and all the, all the data, uh, but it will remain its own entity. Ah. So cool congratulations days. to those guys. I'm sure they're making much more money now. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of much more money, let me see your nod your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is deplorable. <laughs> so, so uh, you guys saw Men in Black's one and two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one was great. Two was okay. Um, pretty good movies for the time. Yeah. Know? Well, but what was one consistent thing between the two movies? You you get the Will Smith staple of the uh, often deemed cheesy by hardcore people, but great for moviegoer song that goes along with the movie. <laughs> yes, yes, we 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 got the the classic catchy Will Smith theme song. Yeah, and those are we didn't for Hancock. Oh, that's true, but that wow. Don't don't try to deflate my argument, man. This is men about men about men in black three, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know he hasn't rapped in a long time. This would have been the perfect opportunity for him to to grab a mic and be like, "I can still do this." Yeah, which is just, it's going to just seem weird seeing someone else do the theme song slash video for for an upcoming release like this. Which uh, I'm curious if he's the one that declined to do it or did you know the the management team uh you know like uh maybe she get someone else to do it this highly popular right now you know so i don't know i I, it it had to have been him like if he wanted to do it he would have done it he's he's will smith yeah well you know he's he he did have the divorce going through about the time that all this stuff was really going on you know so he just may not have had the time he's not divorced well, he's got the split, doesn't he? I mean, they are getting divorced. I, I think they had some disagreements, but I don't think they're they're divorced. No, oh. no, no. Like, I have to research that. Then. Like, like, like this could have been a great opportunity for him and Willow to do like a duet or something. Oh you know? man, you know, if if they want to put some young blood in there, whatever. Just Pitbull, Pitbull. <laughs> could they have picked a less talented person? Well, this is how, how talented Pitbull is. I have no hell idea of who you're talking about. Here's every, <laughs> here, here's every Pitbull song. That's it. Oh, like every like any little song. John song is Hey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. What? <laughs> but you know, uh, Will has another movie coming up um, that's directed by Night Shyamalan. It's him and his son in it. So um, uh, uh, he. I could see you know him doing his own for that also. So I don't know. Maybe he's just tired of music. I I just want to know how M Night Shyamalan was able to pull a Will Smith. Like <laughs> I, he the only thing Sh- Sh- Shyamalan has proven is that he can destroy a movie. <sighs> oh man, sorry Avatar fans. <laughs> well, you know, uh, talking about destroying a a story, oh. you've got something there, don't you? Very, very good transition. Uh, Mass Effect 3. So, Mass Effect 3 came, like came, came out, like, what, three weeks ago, a month ago? Something like that? Mm-hmm. And um, very shortly after its release, the uh, the fans 
just kind of went apeshit. Like, apparently they aren't very happy with the ending of that game. And as Clarence, as someone who's played both one and two, uh, what in this series you do make a lot of choices. Uh, how do you think those choices should be implemented in the final, like the finale of the third game? Uh, well, I mean, I think the main problem with the whole uh, ending is that people were saying a lot of the choices that you made throughout the course of the first two games, which is the main hook, supposedly, of Mass Effect, like, these choices really didn't matter in the end. And, I mean, I guess with a story like this, you have to bring it back together by the end of the series, and there's only so many ways you can go. So, um, for for my understanding, the the endings that you were given all were pretty much short sighted and lame, <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> and people didn't get the closure that they wanted from the series. Uh, I don't want to give a real spoiler, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems to be the main the main complaint is that they've been working on working three games, you know, through this, and they expect the choices they, that they make to be implemented, and they just apparently haven't been. And a lot of stuff has come come from it. There's there's a, a lawsuit. Somebody's trying to sue Bioware. Which is just dumb. Come and, on. Yeah, it's really, really dumb. Uh, also, there was a... Um, I don't even know how to explain this. There's a charity like fund that was started by people who wanted Mass Effect 3's ending to be changed. Oh, and yeah. all of the charity money was going to Child's Play, which is, which is awesome, because Child's Play is, you know, is a great, it's Penny Arcade's uh, charity. But Penny Arcade was like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we, we love that you're giving us money, and you know, it, it, it's great for our, you know, our, our cause, but we, you can't be giving us money because you're mad at someone else. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because people are, are saying, you know, people are still saying it's a great game, but, you know, like you said, the ending, and then I know they also had problems of, of important characters from the previous uh, games uh, where the characters weren't important correctly and, you know, uh, all type of problems with that. So I don't know. I mean, you can't please everybody. I think that's the main issue in, you know, change the ending uh, to please the fans is your story. Do do with it what you want to it, but you know you can't really cater to everybody. Someone's always going to be unhappy. Well, I mean, look at uh, the writer for writer and creator for Sherlock Holmes. After he killed Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty, uh, I forget the name of the book, but when they fell off the waterfall, that dude was getting death threats and everything else. He brought him back. I mean, and this was in the eighteen eighties. <laughs> Like so, they, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like, they're going to do some some DLC to address certain aspects of the ending. They better not change this game. Like the core, this is what happens to Shepard at the end of it. They better not change it because it sets a dangerous precedent. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, just a t- touchy subject, man. Because like like you said, people are so hardcore about these games, and to change an ending is just is your work. Do what it, do what you will with it, but don't you you can't cater to everyone. It's just impossible. No, no matter what they did, somebody wouldn't have liked it. Right. In in this case, 
nobody liked it, but <laughs> like still, still, they better not change this game because gaming is is a medium where changing something is just a patch away, which we don't need that happening. But but to the same point, like James just said with the uh, Sherlock Holmes books, you you do have movies which um, uh, come out with alternate endings and stuff. You know, they're not really canon endings or whatever, but, you know, DVDs have extended cuts where you can have an alternate view of what the ending could be. So it could be something in that vein. Um, and, and, th- and that would be fine because you're not changing what, <laughs> like, you're not George Lucasing it. Hey, people! People are saying they hope he just wakes up and it was all a dream—the <laughs> the previous ending or the current ending. I would say. Well, I, from what I understand, it was just the fact that you either had the uh, the honorable or the asshole route to take, and you didn't really have an honorable or asshole ending. Yeah, when, when yeah, I play so Mass Effect Three, like I hope that's what my. My renegade and paragon ratings are <laughs> honorable and asshole. Listen, I don't know what they are. That should definitely I mean, be a I've never, played, <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Mass Effect, so I was just like, I didn't want to say good or bad. So I was like, well, there's honorable or asshole. Right. <laughs> From everything I've ever heard anybody talk about in the choices and stuff, you do something that's honorable, and you just do something where you're an asshole. So it's like honorable or asshole. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's 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 move on. Yeah, so uh, today, uh, Comcast, uh, in conjunction with Xbox, finally released their uh, app for the Xbox 360, the Infinity app. Along with it, we got uh, an HBO... Xfinity app. Xfinity? Xfinity. Oh, and you would know, wouldn't you? Uh, (laughs) Xfinity. Along with that, we got the HBO Go app and the uh, MLB TV app. Um, What's MLB? Uh, it's Major the same app. It's a, it's the same thing that's been on PS3 for some some time. Yeah, Major League Baseball, man. Yeah. Okay, because I I don't deal with that stuff, so I don't know. I hey, they, 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 they have Major League Baseball in Canada. <laughs> it's called the Blue yeah. Jays, man. I don't I don't deal with <laughs> baseball. NBA too. If, I, if I'm not actually playing the sport, I don't care. I don't watch any sports. I don't uh, know what those guys do playing. I don't care. <laughs> I got nobody to root for. They're sitting uh, on the couch with me. So, so just a little more information about this. Uh, when I got home today, I actually uh, downloaded the app. Uh, seems like the servers may have been getting hammered because it took me a while to actually get the app verified. Um, things I don't like about the app is they show you everything, and this is kind of a problem I have with uh, a cable TV set box. Set set top box. They show you everything, which I guess is a good way of advertising for you to buy a bigger cable package. But you see these cool shows on there, and once you click on them, it gives you this message that said, you're not subscribed to these channels. So that's a bit of a downer. I wish they would kind of filter that down. Uh, but that being said, they're, uh, pretty much any channel that you're subscribed to, which in my case is just a basic package, 12 channels or whatever, you can actually stream this stuff online, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I wow. got to admit, it doesn't matter what the service is. They need to have it to where you just can see what you subscribe yeah. to. I mean, if I mean, you can take your media on your computer and set it down that specific, you should be able to do it in a freaking box. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. paying money for it. Yeah, that, that's the same that problem I have with, like, the Comcast, Comcast set-top box. They show you every channel. There's no way. There may be with the new uh, software, which I haven't had the set-top box in a while. Nope. 
but they show you everything. There's no way to just whittle it down to what you have. Oh, well, this is like up here. It shows you everything. And I mean, they have regular English channels, and then they have, for every English channel, there's a French version. So oh, like, so, so that means there's like four, <sighs> four channels. There's um, um, American standard definition, American high definition, French standard definition, French high definition. And they got a little more channels than that. <laughs> wow. Two more. Two more. They have well, some Spanish. So, 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 so those of you, so those of you that uh, <laughs> they've been getting some overflow from us. So they got some Spanish. <laughs> they, they just keep going north. Um, so those of you that are that are Comcast uh, subscribers can can now also enjoy your Comcast service on your uh, your Xbox. So enjoy that. What's next? What are we talking about next? Well, uh, the U.S. military has expressed interest in used game consoles. Wait, what? Yeah, the U.S. military wants to hack foreign game consoles and steal users' information. Wait, what? <laughs> Double take. Yep. It, it, wait, the, huh? <laughs> so, so are they like hacking into foreign people's? Stuff or are they? Well, they're not yet. They're not yet. Here, here's the official. The Department of the Navy is looking very closely at used video game consoles. Only they don't want to play them. They want to crack them open and steal all the information on overseas users that they can get their hands on. I mean, in the case of them getting it from a supposed terrorist or something, I could see them doing this. But on a large scale, what's the point? So 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 what you're saying is if I game a lot online and I play with a bunch of dudes in still say Afghanistan who love SOCOM and the government finds this out, they're like, Oh, we're gonna wait for this guy to trade in his console so we can see who he's been playing with and I hack that guy? Okay, well, here's the thing. They have contracted a company called Obscure Technologies, and they've gone overseas (laughs) with the sole concept, with the uh, sole purpose of buying a butt ton of used game consoles. In that So that way they can obtain as much uh, whatever overseas country they're going to, because they're not allowed to target U.S. citizens. Okay, see, that's that's what I was talking about. Like, you never specified that. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Now it makes more sense. Now, now I understand, and I kind of agree. So good. Yeah. I mean, I I, I could definitely <laughs> see them doing it in a in in a terror uh, targeted region. You know, maybe finding a, a specific region to to do this to try to find some information. It may kind of makes sense. Every place is a terror targeted region now, buddy. You didn't realize that? Oh gosh! Come on, America. <laughs> America, what? England, France, Germany, what? Prague. What are all getting hit? What? Uh, what are they like hoping to find? I honestly don't know. It's all under what it is. They just said significant and sensitive information, and that's basically all the tagline is. So, so, so they they're predicting that terrorists get together and play games before they go terrorize people. I mean, well, well, they did find that there was a certain group that was using WoW. As a terrorist recruitment platform, five years ago. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> I mean, I was I was thinking of it more in a different sense, more of uh, tracking uh, the user and then finding his credit card information that may be retained on the console and and, and and tracking the credit card to see what type of purchases they've done or something like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it could be used as a way to track the money because then you could track the money to the base source because more than likely that guy doesn't have his card or one that he's used money, his yeah, own it, money to get. It, it, yeah, if you can see what type of stuff they're buying outside of the game community, you can say that you can uh, increase your chances of this person being a, a terrorist or not by what they've been purchasing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't see this as a big this as being a big deal because, as I said, what are they really going to find that's that, you know, red flaggy? But whatever. As, as long as it's as long as it's not Americans. No, not the, not not a lot on American soil. Yeah, if we if we occupy the countries, I don't I don't see this being as a big deal. <laughs> it's like the least of their worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, that does it for news. Uh, let's jump over to what we're watching. James, you're watching Avatar. A- Avatar. 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 Cor. Cora. Legend of Cora. What the hell's happened to Sergio? Would you stop whatever it is you're chewing on? I mean, damn, dude. No, Avatar The Legend of Korra, which is Nickelodeon's uh, successor, sequel to Avatar, The Last Airbender, uh, that I broke a story on a few months ago. Well, the first two episodes have hit. I've watched them, and they're actually really good. It's definitely a different setting than what we're used to. Uh, I've heard some more people talk about it, and they said uh, it's a little more geared toward the grown-ups than the last Avatar. Uh, well, because the people who watched Avatar are getting turning into grown-ups. <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the themes in it are, so far for these two episodes, are a little bit more. But it still kept a lot of the humor in a very smart way that uh, the first Avatar series did. So it's it's got a lot of promise to it. And uh, Korra is a much is about as different of an avatar as from Aang as you can get. So it's very interesting to see uh, how it's going to play out for her. And if they had any uh, flashbacks so far to Aang or the older, no, nope. uh, uh, no, no, none at all. Uh, so far, the only thing you, well, you see Katara in the very first episode; she's still alive, but everybody else is gone. So That's Sokka, dirt, huh? yeah, so Sokka. Uh, Toph, Zuko, they're all dead. Mm. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> like, hey, watch our new show. You remember all those people that you grew to love? They're dead. Well, I mean, it's 70 years later, so... <laughs> hey, hey, turtles are aliens. What more uh, can go wrong? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, well but, so luckily I, with this, is the exact same people that did the first one, so it's the same writers and everything. So, you've got the people that know what they're doing coming back. Well, that's good. That's so nice. that that's always a plus. And if this is good, this bodes well for the Nickelodeon Turtle Show to be good. So, oh yeah, fingers. Yeah, let, let let me briefly touch on that. Have you seen some of the uh, the the figures that have leaked out from the uh, new Turtles? Yes, uh, I have. No. It it seems like they're going a bit more kitty with with this uh, iteration. Um, I would say more modern. I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it, it's going to be a, a uh, what's it called, a CG show. So 
Oh, okay. Hmm. So they're going to be able to actually render action figures that are much closer to what you're seeing on TV because what is on TV is 3D. So. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, like I, a lot of fans have come out and said some some things about some of the changes they've done, but I don't care as long as it's good. They can change whatever they want. You you do it to the end, man. Just don't make them aliens. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, what else are you watching, James? Uh, I came across a series from Funimation, well, licensed and released by Funimation called Bigata HK, uh, which had the added tag here in the States of Yamada's First Time. It's a very interesting little anime. Uh, it's really um, as naughty as the actual premise of the show is. It's very clean. Because uh, it follows the adventures of this girl who's just started high school, and her goal, her dream, is to have sex with 100 dudes in high school. But so this isn't on Nickelodeon, right? <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, though, she's virgin her own self. Uh, and I gotta be quite honest, the writing I found was amazing as, as far as story. Like, uh, because she picks this one guy that's, uh, he, he's a virgin as well. He's very average. Like, he's average looking everything else. Because the way she is, she's like the picture-perfect Japanese girl. Like, she is the their model of physical perfection. So she picks him because she's like, okay, I won't be as nervous. But for any of us that remembers those first times of, like, trying to figure out, you know, should I kiss her? You know, the stuff going through your brain – they do a really good job of having both, like, inside her head and his head of what they're into in interplay. Uh, so it's, as far as, like, if you want something to watch with your girlfriend, <laughs> get this, okay? Honestly, if you want something to watch with your girlfriend or your wife, your fiancé, something that you can both sit and cuddle and watch and enjoy and still laugh your butt off, watch this. Be Gotta HK. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of fun that you say that it's relatable to you because uh, the, the, just reading this premise alone sounds like one of those things uh, from most Japanese animes that are kind of lost in translation, you know. But you know, worth checking well, out. I mean, well, that's the thing, though. When I first saw the 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 previews for this, I was like, "What the hell?" I, I had to watch just to see how dirty it was going to be because, well, yeah, I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, there is no nudity in this until, like, the very last episode, and it's, like, a brief scene. Uh, hold but on, I'm there out. Is, there is, honestly, there's no nudity through this whole thing. It's just, for for the, the what it's about, it is really clean. Which is surprising. So it was much a shock, but the story, the comedy in it was just top notch. I was really blown away by how good the story was. So, hmm. well, cool. But but like I said, you know, we don't when we talk about this stuff, we don't really ever talk about what you could take your girlfriend or your wife to see. You know, if you're into anime, then not really. This is something the two of you both could sit and watch, relate to, oh. and have fun with. Oh, bumps. You know, so. I'm, I'm trying to help our anime fans, you know, I'm trying to help you. Well, well, awesome. But 
bump set and here's the spike. You know what else you can take your your girlfriend or or wife to see? <laughs> huh? The Hunger Games. You know what? My wife, other than like what the hell it's about, hasn't really expressed a whole lot of interest in seeing this. I, you know what? I'm, I'm not even sure I know what it's about. The the title. Post uh, apocalyptic gladiator. I mean, it, it's, it, it's all I know. It's all I know. <laughs> so 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 let me throw some knowledge. Okay, spit the game, man. Okay, so the Hunger Games is about this society in the near future where uh, all of the I'm going to say underclass people have been divided into 12 different districts. In these districts, they perform uh, menial tasks to sustain the, the the life. Like one district will be farmers, one district will be miners, and they're all kept in line by a strict like dictatorship di- dictatorship at the capital. And the capital, like all the rich people, every year they have this this festival called the Hunger Games. Uh, in an attempt to show how much power they have over the the underlings, uh, so they pull two people or two youths from each of the uh, districts, and they put them into this competition that is uh, twenty four people in like the woods. They fight to the death, and there's one winner. So, is it is it more like a slave thing when you say underlings? Uh... It, it, it's 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 more. Uh, it's it's um, a more rigid class system. Very yeah. very rigid class system in, in that, okay. and they don't really go deep into like the backstory in, in the movie because they just don't have time. But from what I gather in the movie, because I didn't read the book, is that the more food you take, the more times your name is put into the pot to be drawn out at random to participate in the Hunger Games. So you have more than one team in the Hunger Games, or is that what you're saying? No, no. It's it's all. It, there is no teams. It's everyone for themselves. All 24 people are trying to kill all 23 of the other people. Hmm. But like in like in society, if you take more rations than say the person next to you, you're more likely to be pulled for the Hunger Games. Oh, that's deep, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's supposed to be like a commentary on uh, on uh, socialism, and uh, the movie doesn't get into the politics of it. It's just really, really good. So, so, so it's limited to teens, correct? Or wait, what? No, no. There, there's what teens? The, the lottery. The lottery is People down to go, teens. Uh, age group. I I don't I don't think they ever stated what the age group was. I just. I gathered youth, like okay. young right. youngins, because kids as young as like eight were wow. being drafted. Yeah, it was. So I'm pretty... guessing there's no fat people in this society. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> and if there are fat people, they get pulled for the Hunger Games and get killed immediately. Yeah, they've been dead. Yeah, but surprisingly enough, for a book that that is aimed at tweens and like teenage girls. Turns out to be a really dude-friendly movie. It helps that there's a lot of killing, a lot of people dying. Yay. Um, yeah, um, and despite it having a female protagonist, like I could really get into the main character. It was I believed it. Hmm. I don't know where they're going to go from here. Of course, I've read <laughs> the books. I'm sure there are a lot of people who do know where they're going from from, from there, but. Uh, 
It had a really good ending. It had a really, really good cast. Like, Woody Harrelson was great in it. Um, but if you liked Harry Potter, watch The Hunger Games. Because it's very, it has a very sim- similar feel to it. Cool Just without the wand waving. Yes, without, you know, <laughs> yeah. Instead, there's like bows and arrows and swords and like <laughs> poison <laughs> berries. Most they'll talk with a British accent. Oh, yeah, they don't. No. <laughs> it's nice. So, should we jump on to the next movie? Yes. Ju- jump. Oh! <laughs> I thought about jumping. So, uh, I also saw 21 Jump Street. And that movie is hilarious. <laughs> so, so um, 21 Jump Street is in what? Early 80s uh, cop drama? Uh, Late 80s. Early, early 90s. Early, early 90s? 90s? Was it 80s or 90s? Late 80s, early 90s. Uh, starring Johnny Depp yeah. and uh, well, Holly Robinson Pete was on it. And and some other people. I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp's really the only one that matters. So I I don't have any familiarity, familiarity with the original show. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or if it was funny it back when it was on. It was not funny at all. Not funny. It was yeah. serious. This movie's straight up a comedy. Oh, yeah. You can tell. I mean, well, you just got to look who's cast in it. Yeah, and Jonah Hill yeah, that, not only that, is that, in it. That fat boy, anything he's in, it's automatically a comedy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't know your name. I just knew you, you're a bigger boy, so I said that fat, fat boy. boy. I'm sorry, that fat boy. That would be Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. He he's Jonah all, Hill. He's not only in it, but he wrote, he helped write it. So wow. it's very much his sense of humor, and the the jokes are big. The jokes work. Um. Tatum, T- Channing Tatum, is that his name? T- Channing, I got whatever. stabbed. Yeah, the 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 other guy is surprisingly funny, considering he's just basically eye candy for women. Like, isn't that like Duke, the step up dude? Duke. Yeah, yeah Duke. step yeah. up Duke yeah. from uh, the GI Joe movie. Yeah, he like he doesn't have a great track record when it comes to acting or being funny, but he does both really well in Twenty One Jump Street. Was it just the case of him being in awkward situations that made him funny? Since you're not seeing, used to seeing him in those situations, or was he just genuinely funny? He was genu- genuinely funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I've been telling everybody, this is the funniest movie I've seen since The Hangover. <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's, yes. that's, that's big statements right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a hard R. Wow. Yeah, which which surprised me because going into it, I didn't realize it was R until I got there and saw the little R, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be funny." There's gonna be a lot of poop jokes. Oh, man. So there's there's not a lot of poop jokes. I'm sorry, but there's it is an R-rated movie. Uh, so what do you think about the the mockery of of '80s movie or '80s shows or movies? Um, I know it was another recent movie that kind of was a mockery of an eight an older um, show. But still, it's, it's kind of. Only I can think of was A Team, and I didn't think it was that much of a mockery. I know there's one more. I just can't think of it right now. But uh, yeah, uh, it's just, kind, just kind of weird that they would make this a comedy. Yeah, well, it's almost like they weren't doing it as a remake or as any. It, it was more we're making this movie where we're going back to high school. Hey, remember that TV show where they did that? Well, we're doing that too. <laughs> you know, it, it, they reference you know the 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 what's it the church that was in Twenty One Jump Street, the show, and it, 
it's very it's tongue in cheek. They know what they're doing. They know that they that the premise is kind of dumb, but they're going with it anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Like there's even there's even a scene in the beginning of the movie where um the police chief is all like the public thinks uh you know doesn't know any better. We can just take old police programs and just recycle them and use them over and over and people will keep coming and 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 and, uh, and, and they'll think that they're great so here nice you go night. you're going to 21 jump street so yeah it, and i was the only person in the whole theater laughing at that <laughs> <laughs> time to get deep y'all yeah, oh yeah yeah uh but that's what we're watching james what you playing all right uh i picked up a copy of resident evil operation raccoon city uh, now, for any of you that don't know what this is, it's a squad-based tactical third-person shooter set in Raccoon City, Resident Evil, set during the events of Resident Evil 2 and 3. 2 and... Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I found it worked really good. Uh, I've always been a re- big Resident Evil fan, so I thought it'd be fun. Luckily, I have uh, a clan that I got into on Killzone that a couple of them got it, so I had people to sit down and play to where we actually would communicate and, you know, so I wasn't stuck just playing with the AI that everybody says is atrocious. So I had a really great time playing this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the online's surprisingly good. It's got twists on the, your standard uh, game modes, but it's actually really good. Hmm. So so what what is... Supposed to be the thing that separates this game from the rest, um, other than being between two and three. Is there something different in the gameplay? Uh, well, it's it's non-canon. Okay, so it's a it's a what if story. Uh, you can move and shoot. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What is it? Still yeah. third person? Yes, it is still third person over the shoulder. Uh, you have six characters that you can choose from. That are your different classes. You've got your weapons master. Explosives, sniper, recon—you know those sort of things. Uh, so, so it's like, so it's like Team Fortress, yeah, squad Resident based. Evil. Yeah, that's what I said. It's it's a squad-based shooter. Huh. All right. Yeah. Uh, now here's a really interesting kicker. Uh, April 10th is DLC. That's going to be extra chapters for the USS. Uh, the Spec Ops team that you see in the trailers, it's going to be free from Capcom. Yeah, free from Capcom. DLC that's from Capcom, that's free. That's not just a color swap. I'm serious. Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) weird. Hmm. I'm not hearing good things. Other than what you're saying, I'm not hearing good things about this game. Maybe maybe it's Capcom's way of saying, we know, we know. Here's some more stuff to play with the game we just sold you. We're sorry. Is- well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what everybody else was expecting. I know from my standpoint, I didn't have my standards really high, but I've been a Resident Evil fan, and I wanted to play this, and I wanted to try it out. And I've thoroughly enjoyed the hell out of it the whole time. 
And and wasn't one of the big things about this supposed to be the online play? No, the big things. Most play. most of the replay value is straight up geared to the online because online or offline, you are gathering experience points. Use the experience points to buy abilities for a class to level them up. Buy use experience points to buy weapons. You have a lot of primary and secondary weapons you can buy, and that's what it's for. Hmm. I mean, like uh. Like the sniper class, he has a, a recon, uh, an ability to where you see all items from a certain vicinity of yourself. So if you're using that class, you can run around and find the ammo or health. You know where it is. You know, so if everybody else is running around trying to find stuff, you can you're sit there at it and just start tapping people off and laugh at them. Or you have another class that actually has the ability to turn invisible for a little while. You can run up and freaking curb stomp somebody. Which one of the ways you have a brutal, what they call brutal kills, is literally you kick somebody down, step on their chest, raise your leg, and curb stomp their head flat. Which is fun as hell to watch over and over and over again. Oh. Whenever, you, whenever someone says curb, curb stomp, I think, <laughs> I think about that scene in American History X. And. <laughs> It, it, it like it makes me cringe every single time I think about it. Yeah. But now, like I said, I had a bunch of people that had this game that we played. We all used mics, and we actually would do strategy. Like, we actually worked together to get the boss down, not try to hoard points. So, for a lot of, unlike a lot of people, that factors into a positive because if you've got a lot of people, if you've got the people to play a squad based shooter with, it's much more enjoyable than if you're just hopping into a random room with people that don't use a mic that run around all stupid. You know, it's like right. you have a lot of times you'll hop into a room and you're playing with other people that are all about themselves on a squad-based shooter instead of doing about the squad. If you do about the squad in these kind of games, you do better. If you're just all on for your own, you're not going to do that good unless you're just an awesomely kick-ass player at that game. Now, I guess my last question will be real quick. Uh, as a fan of the series, do you have to play this game, or is it totally forgettable? You don't have to play. Well, it's not canon. It's a what if. I mean, it gives you, uh, like, as the USS, the Umbrella Security Service, you go in with Hunk to get the G-Virus sample from Birkin. So if you played two, this shows you what happened leading up to Birkin injecting himself and what happened directly after Birkin injecting himself with the G-Virus. So you get that sense. The rest of it, like I said, it, it's not canon. It's a what-if story. Like, you know, people have been wanting to go back to Raccoon City. They've been wanting to just run around and just shoot zombies. And Capcom finally went, all right, sure, we'll try it. <laughs> that's you exactly know. what you got, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It, it, it works. It works really good. Uh, I mean, you run into a lot of different characters. You run into Nikolai from Resident Evil 3. Uh, one of the things you're doing is you're chasing after Leon Kennedy. You know, it's like, oh, he's seen all this stuff. We must kill him. That's one of the objectives. That's the reason oh, that's a, a what if. I think that, that seems kind of cool. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the different part about it is... There's some stuff that makes sense because you run into U.S. spec ops all over the place in this game, which, if you think about it, the spec ops would have been in there because you know the military have been like, "What the hell's going on? Go check this shit out." 
shit's hitting the fan, more people go. You know, they would have been in there instead of us not seeing anything. So it made a little bit more sense, and they would actually, you know, work. I mean, you have to, not only do you have to deal with the the AI soldiers, you have the zombies that are running around, then you have the BOWs that pop up because you run into liquors, you run into hunters, and you have the T-103 tyrants, the Mr. X's from uh, Resident Evil 2 pop up in places you have to deal with. So, I mean, you might be dealing with all those at once, especially with the online, depending on the mode that you're playing and how well everybody's doing as far as killing the zombies. Like, the more everybody's killing zombies, the tougher enemies will pop in. And I've been in a room, and there was like six hunters, a bunch of zombies, and a Mr. X running around, running amok against all eight of us. Yeah, and we're trying to kill each other and get stuff, but we got all this stuff. It was just nuts. Hmm. Like wow. if if you want to do a run around zombie apocalypse game, here you go. Which you know, right. of course you haven't done them before, like you know, Left <laughs> Dead and stuff. But <laughs> cool beans. Well, actually, that, that that does it. That that's that's the end of the the hundred and twenty first episode of the Tech Edition podcast. It didn't take that long either. I yeah, think that, it was under the hour. That went well. Oh, yeah. Enjoy myself. Make sure everybody gets their handsome face on camera one more time. Hey. <laughs> well, my handsome face has been on camera a lot more than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's been on camera with pink hair. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Uh, visit the site, techpedition.com. Uh, send us fan mail. Um at, that's fans at techpedition.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at techpedition.com or at techpedition. Uh, you can find, <laughs> us on, find us on Facebook by searching techpedition in the search field. Uh, and you can circle us on Google Plus by, I'm assuming, doing the same thing. Send us questions, give us feedback. What do you want to see us do? What do you want to see us try to get our hands on to review? What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to see for this site to be better for you? Uh, oh, and listen to our other podcasts. Yes. Reality Breached and Pause Break. And watch our videos on YouTube. Because that's a thing. We have, we have videos there. <laughs> we, have the, we have the cool intro. Like, did you do that, Chris? Oh, uh, yeah. I put my hands to a little fix. Yeah, I'm going to download it and start using it. All right. Well, until next week, fellas, enjoy. Have a tech edition. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs>